0: Hello and welcome home. You're listening to the Tribe Abuja podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you to know and make known the truth and love of God the Father as expressed through His Son, Jesus. Let's listen to the message.
1: Praise God. My heart is so heavy this morning because... What we have in Christ Jesus is so superior to any other thing that exists that it's little wonder why the enemy wants to use his greatest, greatest tactics, which is fear, to destabilize us and keep us away from what we have in Christ Jesus. But we have not been given the spirit of bondage again to fear. And today, my simple assignment is to do a summary of everything that we've learned. It's a very hard job to do a summary of a new creation experience. Like, it's very difficult. But by God's grace, we'll achieve this today. Amen. I watched, um, for a very weird reason, we were watching a chiropractor fix the bodies of wrestlers. Don't, don't ask why we watch these things. It just happens. And what the chiropractor does is, these wrestlers, because of their, by the way, I found out wrestling was fake. <laughs> God would judge. So these wrestlers, they, because they do a lot of fighting, and they hit their bodies a lot. You know, for a protracted period of time, their bodies begin to take the shape of the form of entertainment that they do. So the job of the chiropractor, right, was to return their bone structure and their body back to what it should be, rather than what years of experience fighting has turned their bodies into. So when the Bible tells, reminds us that we are in the world, but we are not of the world, what we fail to realize is that because we have protracted experience in the world, we tend to take the shape of our experience. But time to time, the Holy Spirit comes with his word to restore us back to what we originally should be. And that's what the Lord will be doing today. How many people here have done massage before you've gone to spa even if it's once or if you have given somebody a massage before you know the most difficult people are the people who will not just let themselves be like me right so they'll be saying relax relax but no relax things for the week But you don't achieve anything if you don't get yourself to the point where you believe that the expertise of the person handling you is enough to take you to where you're supposed to be. I'm saying this because many times the Word of God is preached, but we are not relaxed. We don't allow the Holy Spirit, we don't trust the expertise of the Holy Spirit to bring us to the point where we should be. In our thoughts, in our minds, in our experience, in our reasoning, even with our experience, and this morning, I, indulge, I beg you all to to what to relax, allow the Holy Spirit teach you. Don't hang on desperately to what you already know. Do you understand? And allow the Lord be the one to minister to you. The Bible says that the word of God comes to reprove, to correct, to build, to grow. It has different functions. You can hear today that for all I've seen and falling short of the glory of God. Today all I've seen will come as reproach. Tomorrow it will come to build. Next tomorrow it will come to grow. Next tomorrow it will come to challenge. The word of God is ever meeting us where we are. Praise God. So just do this with me. Take a minute and just ask God that He should search your heart. The psalmist says that God shows us the best path of life. I want you to just ask God that today, this morning, he will teach you and he will move you from point A to B and he will take you on a clear path to what he has designed already for you. That if there's anything in you that would not allow the Holy Spirit freeway, that God will take it in his mercy. He will take it, he will challenge you, and he will cause you to become everything. We ask this in faith, oh God. I pray for myself that you will use me and that you use me only as a vessel to communicate your heart, your zeal, your passion, your truth in the name of Jesus. And at the end of the day, we will be everything that you know that we can and we are. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Okay, good morning, everybody. Um, Okay, so I'm just going to do a quick run through um, everything that you've learned, just like a summary, and then I'll leave us with an admonition. So I titled this message, The New Creation's Life, Um, and the goal, the the whole idea is, this new life that you have in Christ Jesus, what do you, what do you have, and then how do you use what you have, basically. So... um, PJ has been talking about the new creation experience, like lived-out experience. So what is that experience? What's the life you have, and how do you get to use it? I'm going to start from the very, very, very beginning, right? So the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of glory of God. And the Bible also says that the wages of sin is death, right? So in, in the beginning, when Adam and Eve sinned, the automatic wage for the sin was what? Death. And death means separation, right? So when one of the reasons why we can misconstrue the concept of death is usually because of the pain that we feel when we lose someone. So when we lose someone, there's, there's a lot of pain that comes with it because of the seeming finality of that loss. So it's just this is over, it is gone, it's... it's, it's finished, right? So because of the pain of the loss, we kind of think that death is the end. But as believers, we understand that death is not the end. And simply because we are made in the image and likeness of God, right? That means we are eternal beings. That means we will always live forever. So death is usually just a separation from one part of your life to another part of your life. So when the Bible says that, The wages of sin is death. That means we were separated from God. That means we died. We literally were cut off from our union with God when we sin. Praise God. So, this also means that we died to our reality, we died to our nature, we died to our essence. When I say died, we were separated. And by separated, I don't mean long-distance relationship. I mean severed. When something is severed, it means totally cut off, separated without any means of joining back, right? And so we died. And then the consequences of death was a man, because we are eternal beings. There's no void, there's no empty space. So we left one life, and if you live one life, you cannot be hanging around. Until another life comes to meet you, you automatically move from one life to another. And so when we died to Christ, we resurrected in sin. So our nature was changed. So from the nature of life, we assume the nature of death. Because death is, is the way life has um, essence and life has things inside, right? death also has essence and death has things inside so the fruit of death is seen just as Galatians 5 tells us and the fruit of life is the essence that we have in Christ Jesus does everybody understand where I'm going to far? so we died to Christ and resurrected in death and so everything that happened we we Changed. So our nature changed, our essence changed, our life changed, our thoughts changed, our perceptions changed. Everything changed when we died to Christ and resurrected in sin. Praise God. So the Bible says in, okay, let's read. Let's read, everybody, let's read Romans 5. I want someone to read Romans 5, 12 to 21, and preferably if you have the NLT version. Romans 5. If you are there, please, you can read Romans 5, 12 to 21.
0: But God's free gifts led to, and to our being made right with God, even though we are guilty of many sins. For the sin of this one man, Adam, cost death to rule over many. But even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of righteousness. For all who receive it will live in triumph
1: over sin and death through this one man, Jesus Christ. Okay, praise God. So the reason I read this passage is because I was explaining death, right? And the death that Adam died was a conscious death. Do you agree? So God told them, if you eat of this tree, you shall surely... And then they went to eat of the tree and they surely... So it was a conscious death. And in the same way, Paul is trying to tell us in Scripture that when we die to sin, to resurrect in Christ, is a conscious decision. You make a conscious decision to die to sin daily. Praise God. So here, um, Adam sinned and Adam died. And Adam moved from eternal life to eternal death. And Adam lived the consequences. That's by Adam, I mean all of us. Even your name is not Adam, right? And then all of us lived the consciousness of the life of death, right? And then Jesus Christ came right, to give us his life in exchange for ours. And how did he do that? He had to, he had to, yes. So he had to die so that he can take our death and give us his life. But like the example I used in the beginning as of the chiropractor, right, because we have leaned so much into the life of death, Jesus' life transforms our spirit but then the Holy Spirit takes us through a process of sanctification to bring us into par with the realities of the new life that we have. Do you understand what I'm saying? So so when the Bible says that, in 2 Corinthians 5.13, says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. What I'm trying to establish this morning is the fact that when you are new, if you have a new life in Christ, you are not an old person trying to do new things. You are a new person on a new path that is entirely different from the path where you were before. So if you are a Christian and you don't make conscious, tangible decisions to understand the new life you have, you will always be an, a, an old person trying to live a new life. And how many of you know how hard that is? Have you ever seen a beetle trying to take the engine of a, of a new car? You will struggle And it's it's little wonder a lot of believers feel like the Christian race is so difficult. So when they tell you things like you need to leave old friends behind because their values are not your values, it's difficult because you are an old man trying to live a new life. You haven't understood that you have to put to death the old life. So we are excited about the new realities in Christ. Let me ex- let me make you happy for a new moment. Your destination was death, eternal separation from God. Their eternal separation from God, is so bad that the scriptures, re- this, the, the John the Revelator. Look for the best way to explain what it looks like, and the things that he comes up with is lake of fire, burning hell, sulfur, warm—you know all those mountain films we used to watch. Worms coming out from their eyes. I don't know. I don't know those things, and that is like the best human depiction of what eternal life outside of God looks like—forever and ever, eternally. And then the new life of Christ comes to take you away from death, damnation, sin, hell, name all the things. The new life of God has come to take you away from that and put you on a new path. But imagine that you are trying to live that old life in the new path and the only thing I'm excited about is going to heaven. So understand that the first premise I'm trying to make is You have a new life. Say to the person beside you, I have a new life. So everything about the old life, his ways, his flesh, his desires, everything I have the capacity to is dead to me, right? I no longer live. Um, Paul says that um, to live is Christ and to die is gain, right? And he says that the new life I live, I live by faith through the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's why Paul, having done all the things that he did, he said that I have done no wrong. You might be imagining what the nerve, right? But he understood his new creation reality, that the old was gone. He says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a what? Is he a repaired creation, refurbished creation? They change the tires, they spray the car, they panel beat it, change the, the windscreen, they did convertible. He's a what? He's a new creation. All of us want brand new leather cars. But you understand that for every new gadget you buy, there are new rules. There are new ways. That's why um, Peter and Bai always tells us I'll stop using the wrong charger for the wrong phone on his youtube channel because you cannot use old devices to operate a new reality so the the very first thing i want to establish this morning is that you are a new creation you need to you need to understand the implications of the word new Seeing yourself, anything outside how God sees you, is an insult to the one who died for you. It's it's, it's, it's like if I spend my money, the one I worked for, and I buy you a new iPhone, and you treat it like an Android phone. Just understand it for the context of this message. Right? Okay so that will not hurt people. You, you treat it like a Nokia phone. Do you know what it is to me who bought you the phone? It's as though you are saying to me that I don't understand the sacrifice that I made for you. And that what I, I think about you is nothing compared to what you think about you. So understand your new creation reality. Look at the person beside you and say, I am a new creation. The old has gone. Old has gone. When you're saying it, be saying like, "Baba, the old, the old has gone. And the new has come. Has Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. So the next thing I want to talk about is the law. A lot of times we have questions about the law. Why did God give the law? Um, you know, in the scripture we read, Paul was saying that sin existed and man was in sin. But man did not know that he was sin because there was no law to point out that man was in sin, right? And so God was trying to make an example on how the entire world should be. And he picked out the people, the children of Israel. And he was trying to show them how to live according to the standards of the new creation reality. But because they are already ex- they, are, they were old people live, trying to live new life, they could not measure up to the law. So the law is not bad because currently that same law is written in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. It has moved from being a law to being a lifestyle because we now possess the right nature that can occupy and give capacity to live out these laws. So the law itself was holy because it came from a holy God. But because the people who were giving the law, their, their reality was not the new creation reality. They were the old, old man trying to live out the new life. And so they could never measure up to the law. Do you understand? So even though they tried to do things that the Bible uh, makes us understand as symbolic of what Jesus was going to do, so they had the circumcision, they were set apart, they were holy, they were consecrated. They even had a marriage through the, the, the law that came down with Moses. God, because marriage is a covenant, right? And God cut a covenant with Abraham, Cut a covenant with the children of Israel. Basically, God married them. And that's why the scripture always referred to the sins of the children of Israel as adultery. And prostitution because God had married them but because their current is like their current OS could not carry the capacity of the holiness of the law and that's why only God is holy and the only way we can live a holy life is to live it through the capacity of God. So when you when we say you are a new creation it's like God imputed his life to you, you now possess the nature of God. And through the nature of God, you can live out the new creation realities. Praise God. So the law is holy. Tell the person beside you that the law is holy. Because I, I have come across a lot of believers that feel like, oh, the, oh, the, the, the law is being fulfilled Is gone. So by grace, I live anyhow I want, and I do any. See, if you have that mindset, you have not upgraded your OS. You are still in. um, Someone should help me. XP, Windows XP. Is it XP or 2003? You are still there. If you believe that a holy God that pours out the entirety of his life in you, can still allow you debate whether to lie or not to lie. You are in in Windows 03. You have not even reached 7. Others are in 10. Abby, 11. In fact, people use Mac. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Praise God. Let's let's read Romans 3:19 to 23. I want someone to read for me. Romans 3:19 to 23.
0: Obviously, the law applies to those to whom it was given for its purpose is to keep people from having excuses and to show that the entire world is guilty before God. For no one can ever be made right with God by doing what the law commands. The law simply shows us how sinful we are. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet, God with undeserved kindness declares that we are righteous he did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. Praise God.
1: So, when we say if anyone is in Christ in new creation, the word new is literal, right? Because I already mentioned to you that once you die to one, you are resurrected in another. So, you have a new life in Christ. So new life comes with new ways, new patterns, new desires, new guidelines, new everything. And we approach this newness with joy because we no longer rely on our strength just the way the law required. The law required that they rely on their capacity to meet God's standards. But because we now have Jesus Christ, we rely on Jesus' capacity to meet his standards. It's like writing an exam with the answer sheet. You don't have to go through so much tension, and I don't know, maybe it's only me when I write an exam tension, tension. Because Nigerian lecturers, only God, because they will give you concentration area. They will now set question in the other side. So you don't know whether it is the lecturer that will play you. so when I are going to the exam. You're unsure, you're relying on your capacity, what you've read, what you did not read. Sometimes, in that moment of silence, you are debating your ability, and you are, your, your, your consecration level is dropping. Where you should just ask the person beside you because you are not sure. But what you don't know is that the other person, too, is facing the same realities that you are facing, and that's why two of you usually fail. <laughs> So because the, the point I wanted to make here is that because the law is holy, Jesus did not come to bypass the law, but he came to fulfill the law. Jesus Christ did not go beyond the law because he was Jesus. He came, with, he came and went, he went through the law, fulfilled the law, and he was righteous. And then he imputed that righteousness to you. that's why the scripture says you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus and so now you have fulfilled the law in christ and the law is now written in your heart and is now a product of your new life and not some rule and regulation that you have to fulfill so when the bible in the old times would tell them do not covet your neighbor's wife then it was written down in the law. Right? And if you do that, there were penalties for your sin. Now the Bible says that if you look at a woman lustfully in your heart, because now the script of the law is in your heart, and your judgment is between you and God. So the new creation reality does not drop or void you from the standards of Christ, it elevates you to the position where you are able to walk in the standards of Christ. And do you know why that is a good news and not bad news? Because you are supposed to live according to standard. That's your worth. Do you understand? this stand, So for instance, you should be able to live a life where somebody is not trying to steal your wife from you. Is that not what you deserve? Your life, is that not what you deserve? where you're not always looking at, who did you call? Who is calling you? Where are you going? You say you'll come at nine. It's five past nine. Where were you for five minutes? Don't you deserve a life that is above that? And so if the law of Christ in your heart is that somebody should not covet his neighbor's wife, then you have nothing to worry about because the standards for your life are set above the standards of the norm for the world. It's enough for the world to worry and be suspicious and say rubbish things like all men cheat, Your own standard is different because according to the high standards of Christ, you are not supposed to commit adultery. So it has moved from a law written on tablets of stone to a new creation reality for you. Do you think that those laws God made them because he needed somebody to take care of him? God understood the realities of your life and put guidelines that allow us to live in the luxury and comfort that is befitting for someone named after God. And so if that, Lord, just imagine that you are doing business with a fellow new creation believer... You are not worried about cheating. You are not worried about being taken advantage of. You are not worried about being used as a rung in the ladder to be stepped on to rise above because you both share a nature that has laws and standards. So you need to move your mindset from tablets of stone because the Bible says um, in Hebrews... He says, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my laws on their hearts and write them in their minds. And then he adds, I will remember their sin and lawless deeds no more. Do you know what it means for you to unconsciously be a person of integrity? It doesn't have to be something you do consciously. You are not trying to make an effort to be to have integrity. Somebody will not drop money in your hands and be looking back. It comes to you as second nature because this is the new life you have in Christ Jesus. It is it shameful that you do a business to a believer and you people don't trust each other. It's a disgrace to the name of, of the Lord and to the sacrifice of Jesus. Because if Jesus cut corners in his sacrifice for you, The righteousness of God will not be imputed in you, and you will not have eternal life with God. So, if God did not cut corners, and his life is what you operate, cutting corners is a malfunction. This is your new creation reality. Rejoicing about heaven is like rejoicing that you are going home. Nothing spectacular. After here, where are you going? There is rice at. (laughs) There is rice at. So, even for sick people, their mother will cook. Praise God. So, I need the goal of my sermon today is for you to understand your new creation realities. You are more. You are more. The Bible says you are seated in heavenly places with Christ. You are above and beyond the standards of the world. What the world calls excellence is a norm to you. You are called to be above that. That's your new, that's what you deserve and that's what you give. Loving unconditionally is no, I love you because of God. <laughs> honestly, honestly, if not, if not for God, I, I would have changed it. For you. That is, that is the old man taking a peek into your new reality. Ooh. Say, ah, me, I used to say my own. <laughs> when the Bible says that your, let your words be seasoned with grace. So, who is that old man raising his head? You deserve better than that. And the truth is that how people treat you is what you teach them to do to you. And so when the Bible says that your life, you say, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good and glorify your Father, why are they not glorifying you? They are glorifying the source from which your new life has come. And if your life does not produce fruit in such a way that people can see it and immediately run to glorify God, then you are living below standard. And so when God says, for all have sinned and fallen short, sin means living below God's standard of glory. So for every time you succumb to your old life reality, know that you are living below the standard of God's glory. It's like like you are sitting on on a high table at the wedding and you are eating the food on the floor. That's the mental image you should have every time you succumb to the old life. Even when that woman, the, starts from S. Yeah. Jesus told her that the gifts I have are for the children. And that she said, we owe. we are coming for the crumbs under your table. Do you know what Jesus was saying? That the gift that I bring for you is of priceless value. You are heirs to a kingdom, to a throne. To the It's the Father's desire to give to you the keys of the kingdom. Would you hand over the keys to a kingdom to someone who is still battling to tie his shoelaces? Praise God. So the gospel is good news to you. And it's good news not just because you have been transformed from darkness to light or you've been given a new life, but you've also been called up. You've been lifted higher. You've been placed on a higher pedestal. You have new realities, new laws, new visions, new God has plans for your life. There are new assignments, new callings, there are new mindsets, there are new goals, there are new desires, there are new passions, there are new heart cries, there are new, there's new insight, new vision, you see differently. How many of you wear glasses here? No, no shit. But how did you feel the first time you got your prescription? I, I, I don't know the feeling, but I can imagine that it felt like the entire world was different. Because you have new sites. And what happens with new sites is that you begin to see everything differently. So somebody with an old prescription sees the same thing differently than you with a new prescription. The things have not changed, but your view of them are different. And do you know what happens when your view of something is different? Your approach is different. Your behavior is different when you understand your new creation reality, you will not be beefing somebody on behalf of somebody else. You will not be keeping malice with somebody that you don't even know the beginning of the story. Your default mode is to, let the, is to cause reconciliation wherever you go because that's the assignment of the new believer. If people want to keep fighting, they'll say, when you enter the place, they'll say, shh. At this moment, we are not fighting again. Eva has come. When she has gone, we'll continue our fight. Because they understand that a child of heaven has stepped in. That's your new reality. So, the Bible says you should seek first the kingdom and its righteousness. That is right standard of living. And all these things you seek will come after He says, do not worry about this. In the Gentiles, they seek after these things. By Gentiles, in the phrasing, it's like people who who have not stepped into the standard that you are in. This is what preoccupies their minds. But you have been called to a different standard. And what should preoccupy your mind is seeking first the kingdom of God. R.C. says that seeking first, the word first is not before others. The word first there means first and foremost. It means above all. It means on its own standards. It, mean, it means it should preoccupy everything that you are about. It's not, I've, I, I've, I've gone to church on Sunday, I've sought the kingdom. So on Monday, I will seek the other things that come after. no. It should consume your essence. Seeking first. Do you know why? Because the beauty and the glory of your life is in the kingdom. You are not going to... Can you be king in somebody else's house? So if you don't understand your kingdom and your new reality, you are going to be trying to be boss in this world. But you are not of this world and this world will continue to despise you because the bible says that if they could treat the lord of glory how much more you so if you are looking for fame and glamour and all things in this world you are chasing after the wrong thing you are not even going to get it except you are willing to be the old man which is what the world understands if what you want Is what this world can give you. Then you have to play by the rules of the world. They understand it and they respect it. But what does it profit a man? If you gain the whole world and lose your soul. Like I always say, 100 years is little compared to eternity. And at the end of time... You cannot come back and say, ah, ah, when Pastor Eva was preaching, he didn't make, but now he make, he cannot make. <laughs> the parable in scripture says that the Lazarus and the rich man, the rich man was speaking to God and saying, if you can send someone from here to go and warn my brothers on the other side, and, and God says, even if I send someone from here, they will still not listen. Understand your new creation realities. See, having 10 cars is nothing to who made the heaven and earth. So if, if, if that's all you want, you are a local champion who is only understood by the people that he's championing over. That means local, local. When you have been called a child of God, It doesn't look luxurious because all you've understood so far is the luxury of this world. Like the very first example I used, you have been bent and conditioned to understand that glory looks like glamour. But you don't understand that the excellency of God is in his fullness concerning you. See, just wait. When we go there, you will just realize that oh, all these things is nothing. Yes, ma'am. And don't forget that the new creation reality means that we are going to come back and rule and reign. So what you are really looking for, you are going to get it. All you need to do is allow the Holy Spirit to divorce your mindset from the default of this world. That's why Paul was admonishing the Romans. He says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Be transformed, be changed. Come alive to your new realities. Let, your, let the realities of your transformed life, let it be what is driving you forward. Where it is not a big thing for you to remove coins from the fish's mouth, Jesus was not performing a miracle by walking on the water. He was not like, okay, let's show them. I just finished praying. Oh, yeah. Are you seeing me? Then you're like, oh, my God, it's a ghost. And they're like, no, it is I. You know, and Jesus just, no. He was not performing a miracle. He was living according to his reality, his nature. And he says, greater works than this would you do. That means if Jesus can die for you, greater works can you do. That means you can die for the cause of Christ. Because that same power that resurrected Christ from death is as work in you. I don't think Jesus was afraid to die because he already told um, the sisters at the grave that I am the resurrection and the life. I don't think he was afraid to die knowing he's the resurrection and the life. Do you understand what I'm saying? That means if you know that the same power that resurrected Christ from the dead is at work in you, you are not afraid to die to your old life. You are not afraid to die. All we need to ask the Lord for is the desire for a new life. The desire to put in the past, to put behind us the old man. Even Paul says that the things I don't want to do, I find myself doing them. It's because we are still conditioned to the factory setting of the old life. And the Holy Spirit will keep tweaking and pruning and turning through the Word of God. Will reprove and correct, will straighten and grow until we become in the full expressed image of Christ upon the earth. We... As, as in a mirror, we are we are looking at the word. We are being transformed daily into the image of Christ, into, into the image of unconditional love, into the image of expressed fruits of the Holy Spirit. We are being transformed to patient people, kind people, good people, people that the entire world does not recognize, but look at the image of what they can be if they become if they have the Christ that you have. That is your new creation reality you have a standard the standard of christ you have been called to live above and beyond and that's why jesus says that you are above only and not beneath your position is head that's your position and every day your desire is holy spirit help me retain my position keep me standing the bible says i haven't done all to stand stand insist on who you are when the world challenges it insist on who you are when even you are challenging it insist on your identity in christ insist that you are the righteousness of god in christ jesus when people come and speak lies over you insist on who you are in christ jesus insist and stand there they are the promises of God over your life that are supposed to help you live this new creation. My son says, All things that pertain to life and godliness have been given to you. Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and he passes it on to you and says, Now go. Go in this might, go in this reality, go in this knowledge. Lo, I'm with you even to the end of the age. Go in this new creation reality. Understand who you are. Understand that the words that you speak are spirit and life. You have a creation ability to cause the things that be not as though they were. That's your reality. That's what you should be doing. He says, in this time, you will lay the hands on the sick and they will recover. You will speak over the dead and they will will come to life. Because the resurrection and the life lives in you. That means everything that is dead in your life, you have the capacity to bring to life. Because the resurrection and life lives in you. From today, I pray that you will no longer describe yourself as a shy person or somebody lacking courage because the resurrection and life lives in you. From today, I pray that you will no longer have the words to say, I cannot do this or I cannot be this, because we are being filled with the fullness of God. Because we have the Zoe life of God, you are you are above only. No longer will you enter a place and only dream of rejection because you feel like you can be prepared for that. Or you come to a place and say that I only plan for worst case scenario when you have life. You stand in the authority that you have in Christ Jesus and you be. You enter a place and you become You enter a dead atmosphere and you you speak life over the area. It looks like it's for high-sounding Christians, but no, it's the one and same Holy Spirit we all have. We have only just entered different um, areas of knowledge and we have only accepted some things. Every day as you accept your new creation reality, you become it. You don't practice and learn it. You become it. But you need to accept that this is who you are. You are a child of God. Sons and heirs to the throne. You are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, co-heirs with Christ. You are no longer dead. You are alive. You've been transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You are a child of God. You are resurrected. The life within you is life-producing life. That is your reality. And you only live it by accepting that this is who you are. Let's pray And our prayer this morning is: grace to accept who I am. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he said, "It is finished." That means everything that Jesus needs to do has been done. Father, we receive grace to be. Grace to be common tribe. I want you to ask the Holy Spirit for courage to accept the things that you are. To accept your new creation reality. That it will be your reality on Monday through Sunday, every day, 24 hours a day. Every week, every year, in and out. And the days that you don't live up to the high standard, may the Holy Spirit give you courage to step up again. To insist on your new creation reality. You are loved, you are forgiven. You have been given esteem and value. You have been called a child of God. There's nothing that God will withhold from you. The the Bible says, if God did not withhold his only son from you, how much more will he freely give to you all things? This morning, I want you to pray and say, God, help me to insist on my new creation realities. Help me to be. Help me to become. Help me not to succumb to the pressures of this world and cast aside my identity because of what it will look like in front of others but help me stand in my new creation realities help me be, help me insist oh God on who I am let me see life produce out of my life because this is who I am Let the wisdom of God that has been given to me, let it show in my work. Let it show in my family. Let it show in my business. Let it show wherever I am in the name of Jesus, the mind of Christ that I have. Let it be a reality. Let me see the physical manifestations of everything that I am in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. want us i want us to pray i really believe that there are people in this room who are christians because they have no other choice but they've never ever felt as though they have lived what is said that they they can they can be they've never experienced the power of god they've never experienced the presence of god they've never experienced um, the realities of who they are for there are believers and I want us to pray right now whoever it is the Lord is near to you He's called Emmanuel because God is with us. I want you to pray and say, God, reveal yourself to me. Show me yourself the way I will see you and understand you. Let my Christian reality I want to see it manifested today and every day. I want to experience your love. Experience your touch. Experience your power. Experience your presence. I want to know that you are here. I want to experience you I want to have a first-hand experience of who you are. I want to hear you, Holy Spirit. I want to hear you, Lord. When you speak, I want to be able to discern that this is you speaking to me and not my head or my thoughts or my reason. I want to know you above all things. The Bible says that if we ask, we will receive. If we seek, we will find. If we knock, not, the door will be open to us. The Bible says, behold, I stand at the door and knock if anyone hears my voice I want you to say Lord I'm here and I'm opening the door I'm here and I want to see you I want to know you I want to experience you I want my life to truly be the new creation reality in the name of Jesus I want to live according to your standards I want to live according to your word I want to live according to your precepts in the name of Jesus I want those Lord that are written on my heart to be my nature to be the thing that I subconsciously do because of the new life that I have in you in the name of Jesus father we thank you because we know that you're listening to us right now we receive the grace to become we receive the grace to become we cancel out the spirit of fear and timidity in the name of Jesus we receive the spirit of courage to become in the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Lastly, I want us to pray for the family of God. I want us to pray for the church of God. The church of God is under attack. And it has been... But because we are life-giving spirit today, we are speaking life over the church of God. Come on. You, because you are a new believer, you belong to a family. And if your home is under attack, you stand up and defend your home. This morning, we are going to rise and defend the church of God by prayer. No more. We're going to speak against oppression. We're going to speak against persecution. Come on tribe, defend your home this morning. Pray that the Lord will fight for us. That the Lord will fight for us and we will hold our peace. That's the promise of God in his word concerning us. I want us to pray that the Lord will intervene. That the Lord will come in his holiness. He will come as a warrior. He will come and battle on our behalf. In the name of Jesus. He will raise the people that need to be raised. He will fund the people that need to be funded. He will go ahead of us. Our God is mighty to save. Our God is mighty to deliver. We see examples from time immemorial how the Lord orchestrated things And turn the battle on the enemy's head This morning we are praying for the church of God in Nigeria Lord, we are asking, turn the weapon Thank you so much for listening We hope you were blessed by the message
0: To listen to more, consider subscribing, sharing, and rating the podcast We love you